Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Mac and Forth Show. My name is Carl Mann and we're here once again to talk about the week's Apple-related and tech-related news. And, fortunately, I have a full house this week. Starting off, my partner in crime of recent times, Alan Vickers. How are you, sir? Oh, welcome, Carl. I'm all right. I'm not too bad. I've got out my sick bed, especially to be on the podcast. Because <laughs> after boasting last week, I haven't had a cold for over a year. And I, I think I caught your one through the wires somehow. I've been terrible the past two days. So you got a computer virus? Yeah, that's the way it works, I think. I don't get them through a Mac. That's unusual. Well done, sir. Also joining us this week, Dean Murphy, creator of the Crystal app. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm really good. Um, a little bit tired. I'm staying awake for this one, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm really I, good. Do, I do hear, I do hear my shows are a good cure for insomnia. <laughs> yeah, so no, that, you I know, you, you could If we come to you and you don't respond, I'll know you've nodded off. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us this week, we have a legend return to the podcasting realm. See if you can get a clue from his intro here. British. 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 Yes, the original British Mac, Will Green, is in the house. <laughs> I don't quite want what to say to that. Oh, very good. Um, oh, it's his Return of the Mac, is it? Yes, it's Return of the British Mac. Ah, that's good. I'm getting on a bit now. Didn't you see how I slipped my, my own vocals in there seamlessly? I, I was very impressed. Is it MC Hammer, that song? <laughs> no, he was like, you can't touch this. Oh, that's right. Tell Do you me. know what? I have no idea who it Mark, was. It Mark <laughs> I don't know. Someone needs to Google it quickly, who it was. <laughs> I have no no clue. So how have you been, sir? You've been a, away from us for a very long time. Yes, it has been a very long time. And um, uh, I, I'm pleased to be back in the podcasting world. Um, I'm looking forward to getting the next British Mac out. Um, I've had some stuff going on. As Well, you know, people say, how are you? And they say, oh, I'm fine. And, you know, how are you? I'm fine. It's all rubbish. You know, we all go through good times and bad times for our life. Um, I remember, I can't remember where I was. I was in a shop or something. I can't remember where it was now. But it was something I was familiar with. And they said, how are you? Well, I said, I am sh**. And um, they said, oh, that's great. (laughs) He said, it's it's the only only time anybody's actually told me the truth. And uh, it's good. So I'm not sh** anymore. I'm a, a lot better. Thank you. Good stuff. Good stuff. How are well, you? We, we look. Oh, I'm okay. Apart from the cold, it's still lingering on, you know. But you can't have everything. So, you two, uh, look, you and Alan are gonna die, aren't you, by the sounds of it? <laughs> well, maybe a little bit inside, but no, I don't think I'm. <laughs> I think I'm fine. I think we're here. Um, my, my mother has got a. Uh, she's got a, a philosophy about this. About when I bring my children around to hers, uh, being grandma, she reckons that they catch colds and flus deliberately. To kill off the older generation. What do you think to that? Uh-oh. She's mad as a hatter, isn't she, really? But that's her. Well, you're, you're, you're the older generation now. Yeah, not my mum's age. Not quite. No, not quite. No. <laughs> Cheeky bastard. No, well, let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. Now, anyone who hasn't heard Will before, this is pretty typical. <laughs> Him and his sideways <laughs> adjuncts, shall we say. Um, this is Will. I, I, in fact, it's been so long. Um, I'm looking forward to how Will is looking at Apple yeah, in mod, well, modern day Apple. Because um, he used to have a love affair of Apple. He used to work for Apple. But I don't know what's happened in the last few years. But let's let's turn to the stories and actually find out. So the first thing, obviously, uh, Apple had their first quarter reports. And apparently they're doing okay. They made a bit of money. They sold a few phones. They sold a few Macs. And uh, I think they'll be around next quarter, probably, from the sound of it. What do you reckon, Alan? Was you impressed by? Oh yeah, incredible! Wasn't it? They really pulled it out of the bag because um, they beat their own uh, their own estimates, which have been getting a bit more conservative recently, haven't they? They beat the analysts' estimates, particularly for iPhone sales. Um, and I think it sort of proves what a lot of people were saying, which was that the iPhone six uh, increase was a was a blip. It was like too big of an increase because of the big size phones came out for the first time. That that growth that year was just stratospheric, wasn't it? And it could never be repeated. So consequently, the six S year looked poor by comparison but now the seven has just continued that uh, that upwards growth graph i mean the trend graph is just continuously upwards and the, the iphone six year is the anomaly year and that was the, the year where it, they sold too much really for the graph so uh, yeah they've done incredibly well and so much for the iphone 7 being a flop because it had no uh, headphone jack <laughs> 
Well, I was about to say that. Like a lot of pundits were going on, analysts, not really pundits, analysts were going on about it's a boring design, the form factor hasn't changed, the, 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 the port's missing, and uh, it's going to fail miserably. And they also said similar things about the new MacBook Pro, but you know, they, they sold loads more Macs and stuff like this. Now, don't I don't want anyone to get the idea, hey, look, I'm away from my banner because Apple's making loads of money. It doesn't affect me in the slightest how much money they make, to tell you the truth. <laughs> But uh, it's it's just good to know that they're still going strong, despite all the negativity that surrounds them most of the time. Yeah. They can still shrug off what the analyst thinks. Will, come on, Will. Tell us what you thought of um, modern-day Apple. Well, I, th- I, I like the MacBook Pro. I think that's good. Uh, there's you- a thumping. I'm, I'm on the set here, and I've got my Labrador next to me, and uh, he's waiting for his afternoon walk. And he's looking at me. He's saying, <laughs> come on, Dad, sort it out. I'm not going to sort it out. You can have one soon. Well, not yet. No, not yet. Um, so what do I think? I, I think they've uh, gone a bit stale. Um, if you pick up uh, an iPod Touch or, uh, or an iPhone or any of the generations, they're all very similar. Um, I So I've got an iPhone uh, and I've got a, a BlackBerry Passport and I prefer the BlackBerry Passport. It's not as slick, but the operating system is fun. It's a fun operating system. Uh, it, it's got uh, innovation... Uh, to its roots, it really has. Whereas Apple stuck with this rather tepid and tame uh, OS now for for God knows how long. Um, I, I was using the my, my first iPhone um, uh, yesterday uh, because I gave it to my mom, and um, really, there's not that much functionality between the two. A phone is a phone, of course, and email is email, and text is text, music is music. But what else is there to it? I mean, surely they can create something new. Uh, surely they can. I mean. Tim Cook, the he's like the John Major of IT, isn't he? The boring, grey-haired old. I mean, what? What we? Need, they need to get rid of him and get somebody who's got innovation. I'm a bit disappointed with old. Um, what's his name? Old, uh, Johnny Ive. He, he's let the side down. We need to get. We need to get another Steve Jobs. We need to get somebody who's fun and dynamic and has uh, creative. There's the word. That that will sum it all up. We need somebody who is creative again back at, at the upper echelons of Apple. See, I don't, I don't agree. I, I think there's a, some some fantastic features in the modern day iOS as well. I mean, okay, yes, if you just look at it from an aesthetic point of view, it's still icons on the screen, but it's what's below those icons. It's the software below those icons. It's the it's the interaction with all other services now. It's things like serious things like false touch. It's things like all the music stuff that's built into it. I mean, Dean, what was your? I mean, you obviously use iOS a lot because obviously you develop for it. So. How do how do you view the modern day OS over the the one that came before it? Yeah, I think the biggest problem with making changes to iOS, like significant changes to iOS, is just how many people use it um, around the world. You know, it's like over a billion devices, and in all different languages, and it's you know all localized, and all these accessibility features are built into it, and making it new or you know, making any major refreshes, it's going to be a big, big struggle to make it work across all locales and work with accessibility as well. So it's a big change. And also people are familiar with things. And, you know, when you make a big change, such as making the home button, um, no, uh, sorry, not the home button, removing swipe to unlock, for example, a lot of people start to complain and feel uneasy because it's a big change to them. Um, so I, I'm not sure whether overhauling it. I mean, personally, I'd love a brand new shiny operating system, but for the masses... <laughs> I don't think it would be the best approach. I think that's what Apple's particularly good at, aren't they? Because they aim, they aim their design to be simple enough for like the average punter to use. Like, yeah, my my parents and other people that have got no interest in tech, they just want a phone that's good and works well, runs a load of apps and does some some nice stuff. But it's got to be simple to use. I mean, and although you might argue, like that bloke who wrote the article we debated last week, uh, you might argue that the the springboard grid of icons is a little bit old hat now but it, it's still it's still got this consistency of uh, uh which users have gone with for eight nine years now and uh but underneath it they build in a lot more complexity than before there's a hell of a lot more you can do now if you know what you're doing and you you're bothered and motivated to look for it things like swiping from the bottom swiping from the top swiping from the sides uh touch id um long press all these sort of things and the settings app is like it's like a, 10 times bigger than it used to be and there's all sorts of complex settings in there you can tweak things that you never could tweak before and yet when you look at it in its basic form for an average user it's got this comfort of being the same e- ease of use as the original iphone had i think there's a certain skill in, in the design 
of a, of a system like that that's simple on the surface and complex if you need it to be underneath. And of course, in the tech sphere, there is that problem, uh, like Windows. When Windows wanted to change things up uh, a little while ago with Windows 8, the world just was not ready to go along with this whole new dynamic of how you interact with your OS. And, and well, we all know what happened to Windows 8. It quickly, very quickly got rolled back to a, a more familiar-looking yeah. you know, UI. With a start but, button. Uh, but I can understand what you say, Will. I mean, it's, if you've used the thing, like I've used the phone since like the 3G version, and and you're right, you do sort of get a bit fed up with the way it looks every day. And you know, I went over to an Android tablet for a while, and I thought, hey, this is good. It looks different. It's new. It's exciting, and stuff like this. That lasted about a month, <laughs> and then I just came straight back because I thought, no, this is not for me. What I'm saying, Will, is I'm not, I'm, I'm not invalidating your opinion. I'm just saying I understand, you know, I understand well, you're not, it. You're not allowed uh, to invalidate my opinion. Thank you very much. Well. It's my opinion. I it's very sacred to me. I'll have you know I'm taller than you. I can invalidate anything <laughs> I want to. <laughs> yeah, there, there is that. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe they should do. It's so boring, isn't it? You know, like. In, well, what's boring? What's boring? It's, it's, it's been the same for like 10 years. It's just dull. It's you go out to the shop, you buy your new iPhone, you know, expecting all new stuff, and it's exactly the bloody same as it always has been. But it's not. It's, it's things like Apple Pay in there and stuff. Mm. I mean, that alone is, for example, I can now just go out in London. I don't know what it's like in, up in Shropshire, but I can leave my wallet here. I can do everything. I can plan my route on my phone. There's GPS is never used to be on there. That's came along about the 3G or I think it was. Um, there's just everything i can virtually now run my entire life if i so wish the only thing i cannot currently do on the ios is record this show now there are rumors that um part of the uh some audio visual stuff is being included in webkit moving forward so there might really there might be a possibility coming very soon that i will be able to record podcasts just using the phone and and that is a massive jump if you if you think about everything else that goes into that device you know all the health aspects in there and stuff it's mm. it's just it has come on leaps it looks the same i'll give you that the icons although they did get a massive update come ios 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 7 and things looked a bit more bubbly and stuff but yeah, the basic layout has remained the same. I'll give you that, obviously. I, you, you, right. Okay. Here, here we go then. Let's let's do a <laughs> here comparison. We here we go. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Right. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you know, I worked for Apple for many years. Uh, yep. Then I, I moved on to uh, working with Google, and uh, a major part of my job was designing the UI and the UX uh, for various large-scale companies like John Lewis and Waitrose and all, all, all sorts of people. Um, and the concept of staying static with the same UI and the same UX, it's, it's so old fashioned. You have to, from a design perspective, you have to keep up with the times. You have to make it innovative. Um, and Apple hasn't done that. It's got the same boring bunch of buttons that it actually has always had. And in the sort of, uh, industrial world, well, I mean, as in commercial world, commercial industrial world, um, they have to move with the times. Uh, the, 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 the design of the web page, let's take it as a web page, because that's pretty much virtually what all they are, all it is. It's just buttons that lead off into different places. And I appreciate that, um, the, the backend stuff has, uh, has developed and it's, um, it's, it, it's very clever, but the front end, they've just lost the plot. It is, it is boring. And if, if it was, if they were designing something for John Lewis, for example, and, um, uh, and they kept it like that for 10 years, they would turn around and say no. They would turn around after two years and say, no, this isn't good enough. We need to move with the times. And, and that's, that's, Apple hasn't done that. They've just stuck with their old, but what? it's, it's like, it's like a phone for a dad. It's, it's a daddy's phone. It's like the Nokia. Um, it's the phone your dad would buy these days. But okay. So what would you want to see instead? I would like to see some innovation. I'd like to see some design. Yeah, but like what does that mean? What does that mean? What, in what way? Well, everything really. I, 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 the backend stuff can stay there. Fine. But a, a more glorious and uh, aesthetic sort of input uh, as going back to the UI and UX. If they could rethink that, uh, in a, in a different way, like a lot of other companies have. I mean, the Android thing, uh, I, I like Android, but people have put all these ugly skins on the top and it doesn't work. Yeah. I, I, I like the way that Apple can control the UI and UX, but the UI and UX, as I say, is, 
is now the phone your dad would buy because they're comfortable <laughs> with it and they've had it for 10 years and fa la 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 It's not good enough. They need to... Steve Jobs, if he was, uh, bless his heart, if he was still alive, he wouldn't have this. He, he would uh, uh, kick old boring Tim Cook up the arse and, and, and move on. <laughs> I will have to do so much editing in this week's show. <laughs> 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 Sorry, well, no, the icons well, yeah. are only there really just for app launching, aren't they? I mean, still, it's still the whole paradigm is still based on apps. That's for sure. Still, it's still a discrete app for a discrete purpose, and that grid of icons is just one way, a familiar way that anyone from a three-year-old to a ninety-year-old can use. And swiping through the home screens is nice and easy. But I mean, I must admit, even my use of the phone at the moment, I tend to use. Um, Spotlight search to find my apps because I've got so many apps, page upon page upon page of apps. I could never find the icons anyway. Uh, so I just drag down from the top and uh, type in two letters, so the first two letters of the app name, and then I launch it that way. Or sometimes if, if I'm even lazier, I'll use Siri. So long press the home button or even say, you know, the magic words and, um, I'll launch apps that way. So again, there's like, that's, those are two innovations that, that were built up along the way. Um, spotlight launching of apps and also the uh, Siri launching of apps. And I use those all the time. I'm sure a lot of people do, but the average, you know, of those 78 million people that bought an iPhone last quarter, probably like 77 million of them just use the, the familiar grid of apps. And that's why they're selling 78 million of them every quarter or not every quarter, every uh, mm. holiday quarter. That's it. Dean, would you like to see them change anything? Um, I'd like to see them change a lot of things. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> Allowing you to make more but, money would be one, I suppose. <laughs> for my personal preferences, uh, yeah, there's a few things that they could change. But um, going off um, what uh, Alan just said, um, also they've got the widget screen now in iOS 10, which is a nice way of mm. viewing yeah. the app data without actually opening the app itself. And then you've got the option of just you know one tap to open up the app to get the full experience. But if you just want to check the weather or, God forbid, you want to check the latest news headlines... Um, you can do that. Um, so I, I, I quite like that the the widget model, which is new to me on iOS, but I know you know other operating systems have had it have had it for a while. But um, mm. I regularly look at the news, the weather, um, and it's got the suggested apps of what Siri thinks you want to use. And nine times out of ten, it's you know it's got an app that I want to use. Normally, it's Facebook or Twitter or some other app like that. Yeah. Yeah, I say, I say, I do, I do recognise the the limitations of it, but I do watch people use their phones, and they are, you know, it's just comfortable for them, and and they their their thumbs tapping all over the place, opening things, shutting things, and and the 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 you know the ability that they they take on board when they learn this this UI, it's just astounding. I, I'm amazed how quickly people work with it. You know, look at the Mac. The Mac's basically stayed the same since um, OS ten for example, uh, icons along the bottom for most of us. Some people have them up the sides, which is a bit weird, but I can't, I can't do that. But no, it's, it's a totally valid uh, point, Will. It's just, uh, um, I'm okay. I don't, I'm getting to that age now where I don't want to learn a whole new UI and I'm dreading the day they do update it big time. Um, unless they hold my hand all the way along the, along the line, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I said it. So you, well, just you agree with me, back. really? I think what's happened here is that, you know, did you see BBC Question Time last night? I don't know if any of you saw it. They were, they were talking about Brexit like they normally do. And there was a woman in the audience <laughs> who said that the reason she changed her mind at the last minute to vote for Brexit rather than to remain was that she went to a supermarket and saw a straight banana and got fed up with all this evil oh, interference. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, you should see the clip on BBC iPlayer. It's absolutely unbelievable. It's all over Twitter. It's like the most ridiculous statement that's ever been made on on um, media in the UK. And I reckon Will saw that and thought, I can beat that. I'll tell him I prefer my Blackberry <laughs> to my iPhone. <laughs> the Blackberry's awesome, honestly. <laughs> Such a shame they dro- dropped the OS. It's, it's really good. Really good. Yes. Well, that's uh, another, uh, well, factoid kind of that came out of the, uh, the conference call was the fact that the Apple Watch is doing phenomenally, phenomenally <laughs> well, according to Apple. Of course, they don't break out figures. They always said they'd never break out figures. I think this is a hangover for when they started breaking out figures on the iPad and they've regretted it ever since because people mm-hmm. saw how popular it was and started making their own stuff. <coughs> but... Uh, there are reports that suggest in, in the last quarter they sold like 5.2 million, um, which is a significant about amount, and no one else is coming close to that. Even Fitbit, have, who, who has like given them a run for their money recently with a much cheaper device, obviously, uh, they've had to start laying off people because uh, the market's just not there. 
So is it, a, you know, is it a case that the Apple Watch is its own market? There's nothing else like it. I mean, the Samsung Galaxy Gear is is also going down in the dumps, well, you know, relate to sales. Um, Android, we're about to get a new version from Android. Uh, I think it's this month or next month. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they produce and uh, what they've come up with in the interim. But, uh, I mean... I still love my Apple Watch. I got to wear it every single day. It's 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 lovely. I've just ordered another strap for it from Amazon today. I'm not paying hundreds of pounds for a strap. I'm paying nine ninety nine for a strap that looks just as good as far as I'm concerned. But uh, yeah, it looks like it's it's doing well. Um, of course, you always get comparisons as well. People are saying, uh, like I've said time and time again, the uh, Amazon Echo is doing gangbusters, but it's not even selling a third of what the Apple Watch sells. So mm. one's a failure and one's a, a runaway success, even though one outsells the other. doesn't make much sense to me. Hmm. Dean, what did you think when you saw these, uh, these watch figures? Did you make you think, I need to do a watch app? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I've got a watch app already. Have uh, you? Wristless. Wristless. It's a... It's a portable list on your wrist. I don't recommend anyone. Can you say that three times fast? (laughs) (laughs) No, I probably couldn't. Um, It's all right. (laughs) Will's already sworn, so it doesn't matter if you swear. (laughs) Yeah, I made this up back when the first watchOS SDK came out. So it's not been updated since watchOS 1. So it's really terrible. But um, it was fun to play around with. But um, yeah, I haven't actually seen any any news at all um so i didn't know the apple watch was a success but um it's good to see that what apple is doing with the apple watch is paying off because when the apple watch first launched it, they can't just like put the product out there it's done all these different things and i don't think apple really knew internally what people would use it for um and after seeing you know watch os 2 and watch os 3 come out it seems they're really fine-tuning what people are using and it's pretty much a health and sports device that's one of the main purposes of it i I think and and the new watch that i've released um looks exactly looks exactly the same i think it's a little bit thicker but it's got the gps on it which people wanted and it's also got the uh waterproof and swimming tracking so so yeah they're really looking Mm -hmm. at how people are using it and what people want to use it for and it looks like it's paying off if um if it's been successful especially over christmas yeah Yeah. definitely definitely over christmas well i I dread to think (laughs) i dread to I don't have to think what I'm about to ask. Well, what, really, what are your views? Well, there's, there's, number one, I suppose, and you could argue this, it, it is a failure because that's why they're not releasing the uh, results. Uh, number two, aesthetically it's a failure because it's an ugly bugger. It really is. Um, it's a horrible looking thing. And <laughs> number three, they've tried to introduce all this sort of uh, keep fit stuff and and um, tell you how your heart's doing and when you're going to die and stuff like that. And I really don't want to know. I mean, Christ, I'm 45, and I really don't want to know that information, and I'm not interested in going jogging or any anything like that. So for me, and I think for the populace, it maybe for people, you know, when you do the uh, the kids drop off and pick up time, and you see these silly women in uh, lycra and all that, who aren't actually going jogging or anything. It to me, no. uh, it appeals to people like that um, <laughs> rather than the people who uh, appreciate. And I think watches are, uh, for, for, for a man, for a gentleman, um, the watch is one of the few pieces of jewellery we can get away with and remain tasteful. So, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Well, as I've, <laughs> so you say that, right? But again, the health, the watch in itself and the health application on, on the phone as well helped me lose two stone. Oh, that's good. When it first initially came out. Yeah, exactly. Um, just, and just the watch, though. Uh, just the watch. Or was it the actual, the reason you'd shelled out whatever, how many hundred pounds that you think, Christ, I've just bought this thing. I better learn. No, I, I'm I'm I, I could do that in a pub in London on a night, so that's no big deal. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, which is kind of scary when you wake up the next day and go, "What?" But uh, yeah, no, but um, but no, I, I, you know, again, it comes down to I, I totally understand where you're coming from because there are a large section of people who don't want to get fit, who who don't care, and they don't care about you know not receiving notifications because hey, look, it's on my phone. Look, I look at, pull it out of my pocket, look at the phone. That was three seconds. Great. I have to say three seconds. Big deal. I understand. I understand. Totally understand the arg- argument. But it's again, it's one of those in the modern time. It's another area where technology is starting to invade. I mean, Apple didn't come up with the watch. It's just this is their version of it. I, I think it was Android that brought out the first one. It might have even been someone else. No, but, Pebble. You know this. Pebble. Yeah, it was Pebble. I think. Yeah, exactly. Pebble came out, and unfortunately, they they got bought out by Fitbit 
recently. And like I say, now Fitbit's struggling because uh, the health aspects are one thing. And most people do probably buy the watch for the health as- health aspects. It's just, just once they've got the damn thing, the fact that notifications kick in, the fact that um, directions are on there, Apple Pay on there is just yeah. fantastic. I mean, it makes such a difference just you know, just on London transport alone, just waving your, your wrist in front of that little sensor. And again, I am, you can take all these things individually and they don't sound like Jack. It doesn't matter. They're not that interesting. But once you start to put them all together into a cohesive unit, so to speak, it, it does become much more more valuable to the, you know, and, and, and again, it's, it's nothing I could suggest. It's not one of those devices like when you first got your iPhone or your iPad or, or even your Mac or whatever, where you could show someone something and make them go, wow, that's amazing. I want one of them because they're all personal little things. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. And if it doesn't appeal to you, it doesn't appeal to you. That's no wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter about the Apple Watch. The same applies for the Android Watch and all these other things. It's just another form factor for getting information. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Um, the thing that impresses people the most when I use mine is the Apple Pay. That's, that's, people are just constantly amazed in supermarkets or shops when you just lay your wrist against the credit card reader and it goes ping and you've paid and walk away. I get customers in the queue behind me asking about it. I get the, uh, the uh, cashiers asking about it. I think that's the way. When people see it in action, there are impressive features of the Apple Watch that you can't really get a feel for that when you see one in a shop, can you? I mean, they're all in the, no. in the glass cabinet and you see a, a rolling almost like a little movie of some of the things it can do. But until you've experienced it, it's hard to appreciate all of the little things that add up to something that's bigger than the whole, I think. Wouldn't you agree? You so, say so. Yeah. Sorry, what do we it? agree? It's ugly. What do we agree? It's ugly. Ooh. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, see, I'm not a big fan of just watches because I don't care. I, you know, I used to own Casios when I was young. It's just, if it was just something to tell me the time. Uh, and then when I got into senior school, I had a little calculator on it because I was a I was a geek, basically. But uh, no, I mean, I don't... I understand the things of Rolexes and, you know, it, it gives a certain statement, but I've just never been interested. I've never oh, been interested I'm, in jewellery. I'm, ta- I'm not talking about Rolexes. Um, oh. in, well, I'm, I'm not... You know, it's not bling thing I'm talking about. <laughs> it's... Uh, they could have designed it to be to look beautiful and also... You know the dog? He's moaning now. He's a moaning he? old bugger. He really is. Um... <laughs> Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, where was I? What was I talking about? You're, you're the form factor. You're saying it wasn't... Yeah. It yeah. looks ugly. I, I don't think there's any reason why they can't have a beautiful looking watch that contains uh, the, the same functionality. Uh, my complaint about the Apple Watch is it, it's it's ugly bugly again. They seem to have taken their eye off the ball when it comes to design. And for me, Apple has always been about design. They desi- they, they've always designed things better than anybody They've designed um, the most beautiful uh, technology gadgets. Remember back in the day when uh, Steve Jobs said that Apple is all about the uh, the crossroads between sort of uh, uh, the creative arts and sort of uh, technical functionality or te- technical in- mm-hmm. innovation. It's, it's along those lines, and they seem to have lost that part. They they seem to have lost the bit where they go down the the design point of view, the the, the creative arts point of view, and they just sort of uh, pulling their foot down and heading down the, the tech route. And I'm not dissing their tech, uh, their tech, shut up. That wasn't you, Carl. Wrap no, I'll just make sure. I'd yeah. to clear that up. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not saying that their tech part isn't brilliant because it is brilliant. They're innovators, but they're, they've taken their eye off the ball when it comes to, uh, to design, in my uh, opinion. But like, uh, in all things, it's uh, beauty in the eye of the holder and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's really subjective. So it might be that I've got a very bad design eye, even though yeah, I'm it's subjective, like you say. But I mean, I think I think they did do a good job of trying to market this Apple Watch as a as a watch that happens to have a lot of tech in it, not as a tech gadget thing. Because I mean, that's where where all the other smart watches were. I mean, the Pebble was you know it's a bit it's a bit bleak, wasn't it? A bit grim, really. It was just a, a techie plastic thing on your wrist, but it was it was a gadget. And if you were into gadgets, you'd get one and you'd enjoy it. But when the Apple Watch came out, I mean, they they talked about it in um, watch language, didn't they? They also sort of educated us as to what. Uh, things like complications that we'd never heard yeah. of before. Digital crowns. Yeah, the digital crown, that's right. I never understood what a crown was on a watch before. They sort of educated us from a watch point of view, sold it as a watch, almost like as a piece of jewellery with the, the the range of straps or bands, as they call them. And um, I think they did they did a good job of that. And I do think 
when you hold one in your hand, hold it in your hand, or you look at it on a bench or on a stand, maybe it looks a little bit sort of thick still, and no doubt that'll change over time. But I think on the wrist, it sort of sinks in. And I look at it mine now, and it you don't notice the thickness of it when it's actually on your wrist. I think it is quite a beautiful thing, to be honest. That's because it's burrowing into your skin, Alan, and it's yeah. saying, you will <laughs> like me. You will like me. <laughs> but um, the thing, I understand again what you're saying, Will, um, is because, but then again, I look back at the other devices. For example, the original iPhone, I didn't think looked that attractive with, the, you know, the way it was, um, the way it obviously looked. Uh, the original iPad, I didn't think looked that attractive because it was that big bulky thing with that huge all around the side um various max the first iteration i never think look attractive it's only when when the i don't know the likes of johnny ive and these other designers they see it out in the real world and once the technology shrinks down to such a size that they can put them in these sleek slim cases um that then you really do see this sudden jump for example look at the original ipad and look at the most modern day ipad it's it's, it's the modern one's sleek and sexy and attractive and stuff and the old one's a brick yeah or not or don't you agree <laughs> oh was that was that to me sorry yeah sorry sorry um uh, well no i think um the the original ipad was it was sort of revolutionary and so was the original iphone totally revolutionary and yes they made them thinner uh and faster and stuff like that but from a functionality point of view they were exactly the same i think and aesthetically my favorite iphone is the first one it's um is it yeah it's it's quite chunky um, um, you feel like you've got something in your hand with the new iPhones and stuff. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, with the iPhones, I'm forever losing mine. And the oh, and the Apple TV control. Don't get me onto that. I can never find that bloody <laughs> thing ever. They want to put find my Apple controller in it. Uh, that'd be good. Um, so anyway, yeah, no, I think I, 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 I'm. I'm I'm done with slagging them off. Uh, for me, it's not about functionality, I suppose, so much. It's about uh, the creative part that they've lost the plot over the last few years um, since uh, John Major took control. John Major. <laughs> I, do, I do, I do. again, I do accept that, that, that criticism, obviously, because um, you're right. But I always remember I always remember when I heard that statement. And I'm desperately well, trying to remember when he said... Yeah, I know. I'm desperately trying to remember what event he said it at because I, I, I'm struggling to remember, but I do remember him saying it. And I also remember at the time he got a lot of stick from non-Apple people at the time for saying that as well. Like, oh, how dare they think... Look at them. They're all high and mighty. Look at him, bloody Apple and full of themselves and they're creatives and not technologists and, and stuff like that. So, you know, the, the rest of the world had different opinions to that statement back then, I recall. But it is a wonderful statement. And obviously they have, they have put creativity in the hands of the common man. For example, you know, look, if I consider how easy it is for me to do this podcast, not, I'm not saying I'm a creative person. I'm just saying it's given me the ability to do that. And it's given me, you know, things like GarageBand and, and Logic Pro and stuff like this have, have allowed my brother, for example, who's a DJ in, in Las Vegas, he, he creates all kinds of music and stuff through, through Apple products. Uh, and it, I, do, I do really enjoy that aspect of it. Of course, again, with the introduction of the Surface Studio, Microsoft seem to now be going after those people, those creatives. Um, I'm not sure how successful that is. We're, we're led to believe that they're making an impact on sales and stuff, but I, I'm, I'm just still not sure. But, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, this is the problem with, with, with Steve Jobs passing on. We're in, a, a, we're in a, a realm now where there is no Steve Jobs. There probably never will be another Steve Jobs. He's gone. We just have to acknowledge that unfortunately and, and move on it's it's mm-hmm. it's one of those situations where I've, he sorry obviously been an apple uh man um i've never been a particular uh, a massive fan of microsoft but they are kicking apple's ass when it comes to design and innovation <laughs> uh, big time the surface thing is just awesome um what a studio yeah that big thing the big imac on a hinge yeah Basically, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's it's just awesome. I did have a, a play on one of those in a show, and it was uh, it's just great. And it's it's like taking it to the next level. It's 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 uh, progressing the form. And Apple have just all they're interested in is making things thinner, and that's about it, really. <laughs> that is that is does seem one to be one of their things, making things thinner. Yeah, for some they, reason, <laughs> battery life could be a bit longer, or it could be a bit brighter. I mean, who gives a flying monkeys? So you don't have to edit that part out. 
Um, no, that's true. Yeah, good, isn't it? <laughs> but but don't, do you think? But do you think we're in a situation where most people, and I'm going to say most people, meaning the common man, common woman, are are impressed by things that you know this is thin this is lighter i mean okay uh, us being in the tech realm we probably want some of the power behind that but when you actually look at what the main markets are they're not hungry power users they are average people who just want to do you know Mm. average day things and so you know i can understand why certain communities get upset when apple released supposedly a macbook pro which is meant to be the flagship of the professional you know, market and and it's just it seems underpowered. It seems underpowered on paper, but once you put the whole thing together, it's not so underpowered, and it beats a lot of benchmarks. For example, like Dean, Dean bought one of the new MacBook Pros. How are you still getting on with that machine, Dean? See yeah, yeah. there, Dean. Yep. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of uh, bit of latency. Um, yeah, so I've I've got the new. Well, I had the new MacBook Pro, and I sent it back, and I need to order a new one, but I haven't got around to to doing that yet because. Um, oh, did you get that? Went- did you get that fault? fixed was it was that no, a fault just, or is that why you sent it back i just uh, yeah that was why i sent it back and then i decided to get a full refund and i'm gonna get another one through a business purchase thing and a bit of a discount and something so um i just haven't put the order in yet so i need to get <laughs> so, my finger out so in, that, so but, in um, that short time you did own one <laughs> so mm-hmm. how did you get on with it um well that's probably it's probably a great question to ask because I used it solidly for about two to three weeks, and now I've gone back to my old machine, which is the 2015 model uh, MacBook Pro, 15 inch one. So it's a lot heavier and bulkier, and I noticed that. Um, after using the new keyboard, which felt weird at first, I got very used to it, and now this keyboard feels strange, um, in, like very mushy that I don't really like. I prefer the new keyboard. And one thing I notice is the fans on this one is, is just so noisy when I'm doing something intensive. And the new MacBook is so quiet, even when I'm like you know playing a computer game, doing something very CPU GPU intensive. It's still very quiet. Um, so yeah, for me, portability and the weight is perfect because I like to you know I travel a lot. Um, so that's I'm not really looking for the most powerful machine. I'm looking for the most powerful versus portable versus it has to be a Mac because I need to do work on a Mac. <laughs> so I don't really have much choice. But yeah. um, so and, and and I think that's a common you know a common refrain from from mo- majority of people. I know, I know there's a market out there that wants you know the best graphics card, the best processors, and stuff like this. But unfortunately, they're a very small target audience. And I just don't think Apple, you know, even though they've got so much flipping money now, it's unbelievable. They're just not worried about that 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 revenue um, stream anymore because it's not significant enough for them. And that's, that is probably, you know, a damning, a damning case. I, I agree. Because a lot of those people kept, you know, kept the fires burning for Apple during some of the hard times. And, mm-hmm. you know, but Apple is a business. It was, it's going to move on. I've always said, if you think Apple is your friend, you are crazy. They are a corporation. They are only looking out for themselves. Everything they do is looking at how to make Apple exist and carry on and become bigger and bigger and better. You know, and a lot of that, I think, I don't, I don't bring politics into this, but a lot of the stuff I'm seeing in the States at the moment where these tech companies are getting up and, and waving flags and, and claiming all kinds of weird things, this not because they're they are standing up for the people it's because they're standing up for their businesses that you know these visas and stuff that they're using now i could be totally wrong about this but it's just my personal view a lot of these visas that they're you know saying oh this is evil and stuff like this is allowing them to bring in you know labor from countries such as india and stuff and, and and just pay less than say an american worker and and you know I, that might just be a fact and I, I reckon these these companies are flag waving purely for selfish means not because they are one with the people and stuff like that but i don't know i don't know i know it's a slight that's a weird connection but, <laughs> but it, just, it just strikes me every time i i see these protests well not a protest but i see uh people from the tech sphere coming on telly and telling me what i should think and what other people should think and stuff like that but i don't know i don't know i just think they're self-serving that's all yeah you know, we're talking about, um, you know, we don't need these devices to be thinner. We'd rather have better battery life and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. that, that is a sort of a, an annual refrain, isn't it? Every new model comes out and we say, why did you shave that millimetre off it or that fraction of a millimetre? I, I would have much preferred a bit more battery and all that. And fair enough, I think that is a valid criticism if you're only looking year to year. But um, when you when you compare like 
the latest model of something like an iPad or the Mac, the new MacBook Pro, and you look at, I don't know, four or five generations previously, it's almost gobsmacking the difference. Cause I've got an old, um, mm. an old MacBook Pro, one of the aluminium ones with the aluminium backlit keyboard on it and so on. And the new MacBook Pro, the, the entire machine is about as thick as just the screen bit on that old machine. It's a whacking great thick thing. It's almost an inch. And I remember back then it was a, it was a desirable best in breed laptop. Yeah. Far better than all those big fat PCs that are around. And it, it itself is nearly an inch. So it's only when you look at it over time, you think, yeah, I see what you, I see where you're going with this. And the impressive thing is they do, especially say with the iPads, they do tend to keep the battery life about the same, don't they? If they decide 10 hours is enough, that's what we'll call all day battery life. They have pretty much hit that on the nail. I mean, I sometimes get nine hours out of mine, but sometimes I'll get 12. So, you know, 10 is a, is a nice thing to aim at. And they just notice every year they can shave it a little bit thinner, a little, little bit smaller battery. And I've, perhaps I don't see the benefit year to year, but looking back, compare it to iPad 1, it's just a, an amazing difference. Yes. I'm hoping for new iPads this year. I want, I, I need, I want a new iPad. <laughs> I want an iPad mini pro, preferably. That would be nice. <laughs> that seems to be the but, only uh, model that no one's talking about, isn't it? No, yeah, no one's I, I, talking about a new Mini. In fact, if there was one bad thing about their their quarterly report was the fact that iPads still declining. And I can't say I'm, I'm not surprised because they only bought out one model last year. Uh, it was nowhere near the end of the year. So uh, I'm not that surprised that they hmm. they also you know slightly go down. Of course, the, and, I, and again, the, I've said before, the longevity of the darn things, they just keep on going unless you smash them for some reason. Yeah. They are quite resilient. But... Uh, well, let's ports. move on to AirPods, shall we? Oh, Port. sorry. Ports. Port. Ports. Ports. What about what? Where you? What? Where ships land? Uh, no. Well, it could be no ports on the, the drink. MacBook, <laughs> the MacBook Pro. I think there needs to be a yep. balance between maintaining some ports uh, and yeah. uh, then in up. Uh, I mean, it's bloody ridiculous. You can't do anything with it without bringing a, a load of adapters to a, a meeting these days. <laughs> mm. I, yeah. Again, I, I. You know, obviously, I hear that that carry on call a lot as well and uh again i i just i think they've i'm not gonna say they're brave or courageous i'm not crazy enough to suggest <laughs> anything like that but all, all, i mean all, all i'm looking at is the fact that most people probably just plunk their 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 laptops down and use them maybe with a power leading maybe with a usb thing but again we're going through that period if if, if one company didn't make the jump and force the progress on it's always going to stay as things are. It was, you know, we would have had various drives that are now outdated still to this day being used. If and, and I know it's 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 not right because it looks like one company is saying, "Well, we're going to change the way the world works, and we're going to be arrogant about it." But, but like, I, I just think that. So the, the, the way they forced it, and I, I reckon it is deliberate. Yeah. So they've taken the DVD yeah, drive off, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which they did a long time ago because they wanted yep. to push people down. Uh, cloud yeah they they well more than that they wanted you to buy your films from apple the same films you mm-hmm. already owned on dvd uh so when you go now to london on the train or, or, or backwards and forwards or whatever and you're sitting there with your cup of coffee and you just want to watch your favorite film you have to rely on well you have to do two things one you have to download it from them uh and the second part of it um is you have to buy it from them. actually i should swap those around um, and the same with music and, and everything else. And it is a deliberate thing. Uh, I'm sure of it. And so, and if, if, for instance, your skin and your, your credit card doesn't go through, you can't watch any of the films you've bought. Or, uh, if, um, hey, in fact, that works. You've got bigger problems than not watching a movie, if that's the case. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I don't, I'm not saying that. And also things like I, I've bought a movie in the past. It was, um, when the, uh, when the lights went out. Uh, yeah. a horror film, really enjoyed it. So, really recommend it. It's set in Northern Britain. Br- brilliant. Uh, anyway, so I bought it by Apple and then they decided, oh no, you can't watch that anymore. We're going to delete it because some sort of rights had changed. So then I had to mm-hmm. go out and buy it on DVD and then they put it back again. I don't give you any, uh, uh, any notice of this, this process at all. I'm not going to be invited back on the show, am I? I can tell. No, of course you are. It's, it's, <laughs> look, I always find the, if if someone has an opposite opinion, that's 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 just as interesting as as you know a companion opinion. It's it's this what makes discussion interesting. When it comes to move, sorry, sorry, no, no. I say when it comes to movies, of course, Apple has no control. 
is they have contracts with these licensees. And if the licensee decides to pull it or they lose rights, they have to pull it. They can't, they get no say in a matter. Whenever you buy a digital item, you are not buying the item. You're buying the lease to use that item. And that lease can be withdrawn at any time because it's part of the contract. When I buy a DVD, that's a digital item. And oh, yeah, but you don't own the item. You own the physical DVD. Now, no company ever does it. They could come to your house and make you scratch the movie off there. But, of course, <laughs> that, they never would do that. That's what I'm saying is um, I cannot believe Apple aren't clever enough to right, put a VGA port in. So when you roll up to rock up to a customer, you can actually give a presentation. Uh, put some USB ports in. Uh, put a DVD <laughs> player in there, put some audio in and audio out in there, and then pretty much everything else you don't need any adapters for. I'll tell you what, oh, do you want to buy my, new, my old MacBook Pro? We've got it sitting there. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, but you can, if you still want that stuff, it's still available. It's just not the newest model. You can still go and find that if you so wish. I mean, we are moving on to a point now where Windows machines are, are no longer having some of those items or ports in them. But because there's more of a plethora of manufacturers when it comes to PCs, the chances are you will find one company that makes the machine you want to be made. Do you um, think I'm going to buy a Windows computer? I, <laughs> I have no... <laughs> what well, is the thing? I've got no nothing against Windows. Uh, it's just something I've moved away for, from. And I know when my brother got a new PC... A few a year or so ago, and I had to play with Windows 8. I couldn't even work out how to install the printer without going to Google because it had changed so much. It'd be a cold day in hell if I ever get anywhere near a Windows machine. I tell you that means nothing. Anyway, <laughs> but that's that's fine. I mean, I understand. I understand the argument of yes, people. If you use a specific port, then you know, and the Apple removes it, then of course it's going to drive you crazy. But yeah, it's not just one port. They've removed virtually every port, haven't they? They removed everything, yes. Mm-hmm. They did. They, Replaced did, move, it with they this... did remove everything. What's it called again? A USB-C, USB-C. which USB-C. is the new format, which is a lot of other companies are also moving to, because it's the modern thing. It's like the the read-write speeds are incredible and stuff. I mean, I know at the top, back in the day, you used to moan about <laughs> Thunderbird or Thunderbolt, as you used to call it, uh, Thunderbolt, and you probably had some, you know, validity to that argument because as it turned out it didn't it wasn't as successful as 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 apple was hoping it to be yeah they dropped it after about a year didn't they well no it's still there thunderbolt 3 is still built in but Mm. but it uses the same plug as the usb-c now you know (laughs) (laughs) thing is with apple they like to sort of be on the bleeding edge don't they like to show you the future so sometimes there are these hard transitions where you buy a new macbook pro and all of a sudden you notice all you've got is usb-c ports and so for a year oh. 18 months you've got to buy the odd adapter and it's a bit a bit irritating but it's not the end of the world but you know when those 18 months two years pass and the whole of the peripherals market is all based on usb-c then the benefit you'll start to reap the benefit but it's hard when you're constantly on this bleeding yeah. edge and uh, always using Absolutely. stuff that's slightly in the future which means you can't buy anything for it right now <laughs> <laughs> no it is it is i mean in the past they've introduced two things they normally had the most futuristic product but then they also released something else that you could manage with today with today's technology but they'd always yeah. have that product where it was looking forward just now this iteration for one mm. thing there seemed to be a complete dearth of new mac products out there and of course the ones that did come out were all future looking and it it really upset a lot of people because it was a jump too fast too far and too fast and i can understand that but you know as time's gone on uh manufactured third developers third party developers and stuff have started to bring out gear that fits unfortunately because it is usb-c it's no longer a you know an apple proprietary socket or port or anything it's just a standard port so that should make it easier going forward as more and more of these you know devices come online and we can use them things like disk drives and camera cards and and whatnot yeah i'm just going to plug my labrador into an electric chair okay (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) oh dear um now if you listen to last week's show you might have heard that i was having a bit of trouble with my airpods uh they were losing connection and it was all going a bit weird well fortunately apple pushed out a silent a silent uh, firmware update. Uh, now, if you have got AirPods and they are playing out, the reason you the the way you get this AirPod this update because it was a bit weird is firstly you um, have your phone on, go into general, uh, go into about, and then while you're in the about section on your phone, flip open the lid 
to your AirPods and it will come up with an, an option to view AirPods and go in there. And if you've got firmware version 3.3.1, as opposed to the new 3.5.1, just plug in your little box to the mains while it's still connected to your phone. And in a, in the span of about 10 minutes, it will it should update to the latest firmware. And ever since I did this, I've had no issues with my AirPods, so much so that Ooh. I've had to cancel. I've been able to cancel my Genius appointment on Saturday, which means on Saturday tomorrow I can lay in instead of having to <laughs> traipse down to Stratford Shopping Centre. Nice. Good news. Brilliant. That's it. Now, we did have a, a, a an email from John Man- Manwaring, Mainwaring, Manwin. See, Manwaring. Dad's Army has messed me up. I don't know how, how to announce... <laughs> how to pronounce mainwaring anymore or mannering but uh john will <laughs> um he's saying he's uh, still a bit disappointed because he's still having trouble tracking down airpods and i did check online and all the apple stores are saying like march 10th so i know you said the other week alan that you you managed to find some yeah they were in um you know, one of these apple approved resellers it was called the ice store and they had five on the shelf just behind a, bl- a glass cabinet just there for sale um I don't know if they're still there now. Maybe I got lucky on that day, but um, a, a week and a half ago, there were five in on their shelves. Um, so, um, yeah. I mean, I've got to imagine Apple stores themselves are getting them in. They're just not advertising the fact, because I guess there's still some walking traffic. So all I can suggest is during the morning, whenever you might be able to get to an Apple store, just give them a bell and see if they've got any in or any schedule to come in, and you might get lucky. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, it is quite annoying. And, you know, we've had a few issues lately where they've not been able to get things out the door. Obviously, we've had the Apple Watch 2, which is still on, you know, still pretty tricky to get hard of, hold of mm. even. Uh, of course, we had the 7 Plus, the shiny black 7 Plus, which took forever to get hold of. Uh, but this is not new. Like, remember when the white iPhone started to come out, first of all? It took mm. them forever to get that thing shipped um, because they couldn't match the the whiteness or something. Yeah, sure wasn't it bleeding on. into the camera module or something? The white, yeah. Through it, the white shell yeah, was, on the iPhone 4. Some weird stuff going on. But, um, yeah, I mean, it does, ever since Tim Cook was not in charge of that little <laughs> department where getting things shipped out on time, it has yeah. gone to, it does appear to have gone a, a bit to pot. But, uh, I don't know. This is why I always try and get in as soon as something's released. <laughs> yeah. So I, can, so I can get it all. Well, these um, um, AirPods are just a massive success, aren't they? By the look, by everything you read, uh, I've not read a bad review of them yet, and they seem to be selling. Well, they're selling more than they can make, aren't they? So you can't say better than that. And even at, at 170 quid, whatever they are, it's incredible. Yeah, they are expensive. They are expensive. If they could find a way to get that price down, they're going to they have an even bigger hit on their hands, I believe. Yeah. Well, what do you think of the AirPods? I got to ask. <laughs> I don't want to say no because I've sounded like a grumpy old man. Um, I'm sure they're very good. They're very expensive, and I mean I haven't used any, so I don't know how they sound. But it strikes me that there's an incredible risk of them. So uh, when I'm walking the dog, I wear a duffel yep. coat, and so when you sweep the the thing over your head, and if you haven't got your phone switched on or listening to something at the time, isn't there a great risk of them just falling out? Yeah, I mean, if you've got a hood on, there is a chance they'll brush against the little stem that sticks out and and, and fall out. I mean, yes, that is that is a, a possibility. Hopefully, they'll only fall into your <laughs> into your hat or into your hood, obviously. But yeah, I mean, that you notice they're in, but you do forget they're there after a while. And if you haven't got them off, if you haven't got them playing anything, like there is that possibility that you will not notice them slip out your head because they become quite comfortable quite quickly. But obviously, while they're playing music. You soon notice if one falls out your head. Mm. Yeah. And it is like instant, oh, oh. But I, mind you, they've only slipped out of my head when I've tried to do my shoelace up. You know, when I've tilted my head forward and no longer gravity is holding them in place. So, rest of the time, I've gone running in them, I've gone cycling in them, and they stay fixed. And I'm a sort of, I'm the chap that the old ones, I had absolutely no chance of keeping them in my, my ears, the old AirPods with the cable, even though they were significantly cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, is the audio better? It's 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 there. We've lost Dean at the moment. Dean keeps dropping out. He's got dodgy Wi-Fi in his house at the moment, and uh, hopefully he'll come, manage to come back. Do you ever get the thing where you're walking through the door and you've got like a cable version, um, and the cable uh, catches on the door handle, yeah. and rips it out your ear? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Excuse my language. Or pulls your or pulls your or pulls your phone out your pocket and <laughs> dumps it on the floor. Yeah. 
So I yeah, had uh, has- my phone saved from a from a early death in the toilet once when it was hanging from my ears. My earphones were in, <laughs> the, the wire was dangling down, and on the end of it, spinning over the toilet bowl, was my phone. So saved by wired earphones. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, one final story, I think, this week. So three, if you're a three customer, three UK, you can now turn on Wi-Fi calling on your iPhone. So if, like me, who is a three um, customer, and the signal in my house is absolutely shocking. I must live in a Faraday cage or something. As soon as I come in the, into the hallway, that's it. I go from five bars down to like one bar, and it's been a nightmare. Hmm. Uh, they did formerly they did have a, a dedicated app that you could use to to take advantage of their Wi-Fi calling, but now it's all built in. So now it switches over automatically, uh, and uh, you know on the on the uh, carrier ID, it now says three wi-fi calling which is great um hmm. and i've had only had a few calls but it's, they sound fantastic and stuff like this the, the way you can turn this on to check if it's there is go to settings go to phone and then you should have a switch there called wi-fi calling now this week i did have a massive cold as i'm still suffering from maybe you can hear it in my voice and i spent five to ten minutes trying to get this feature turned on on my brother's phone and then it was only at the end i realized he was on o2 <laughs> so that didn't quite work <laughs> But oh well. So, but do these Wi-Fi calls are they effectively completely free, or do they come off your minutes no, or against your data? I think they're. I think they're still counting against your contract your minutes, or your yeah. pay as you go thing. Because mm. yeah, it's using your stuff, but they're still charging you for the privilege. <laughs> hey, that sounds fair, doesn't it? I, I would look at GiftGaf. Oh, well. GiftGaf, yeah, yeah, brilliant. It's um, That's so my spot. It's brilliant, isn't it? So I could call you now, absolutely free yeah. for as long as I want. You are completely calling free, me now. Yeah. You are calling me now. We are talking. <laughs> we are conversing now. We are conversing on the internet. So my ex-partner, she's got a gift card phone. And um, if I'm skint and I've run out of credit and stuff, or if I've forgotten to, to uh, reload the credit, I can call her and text her. And it's, and also, when I was with O2, I couldn't get a signal in Ironbridge at all. With gift card, I get 4G. 4G. What? 4G. In Ironbridge? In Ironbridge? It's bloody amazing. I don't know how it... And the bit I don't understand is they use the O2 network. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the O2 Ooh, network yeah. is rubbish in Ironbridge. And that's why I... Uh, so I switched to uh, a neighbour of mine and said, try, uh, try give gaff. 4G. Brilliant. You're not, running a cab- you're not running a cable from your phone and connecting it to the actual Iron Bridge and using that as an antenna, are <laughs> you? Probably. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? I got Almost my, my entire extended family is on GIFCAF now because of that free calling. It's, it's incredible. And the other thing I like about them as a company is they they text you and email you if you're paying too much because they're all on – all my family's on uh, various pay-as-you-go type schemes and it's either a fiver or £7.50 or £10, depending on how much data you want. But if you've paid too much, they send you a little nice little text saying, well, we've worked out that you could um, save fiver by going down to this plan. Do you want to do that next month? And uh, my mum in particular loves that. She thinks they're, yeah, they're a great uh, socially conscious company. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're great. Oh, uh, are we doing a cool picks? Because I've got one if we're not. We um we don't tend to do picks, but you can do one if you want. I'll add it to the show description. Uh, okay. What's your, what's your pick? So I'm in, very much into retro. Um, this, this particular pick doesn't work so well on an iPhone, but it works okay on an iPad. Back in the day, uh, Sinclair Spectrum, um, there used to be a, a text adventure game with graphics, not many graphics, but with some, um, and it was called Hampstead. So you were born into, or the adventure started in a really rough part of London, and the uh, the 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 purpose of the game was to get to Hampstead to you know go uh, climb up the social ladder, and it's a lovely sort of um, <laughs> example of social history, really. Uh, so it, it's it's not set in the eighties; it's from the eighties, um, and you can get it off the App Store. It's totally free. And if you want a bit of um, uh, a bit of retro loveliness, uh, I, I would recommend Hampstead. Totally free of charge. Very good. Okay, good stuff. I looked it up. I remember. I remember saying it was like Escape from Scunthorpe or something. Some text-based game was. I remember vaguely, and it, it ended. You went through, like you say, all these dodgy estates and things like this, <laughs> and then you ended taking off in an airplane, and that was the end of the game because you'd escaped from Scunthorpe or somewhere <laughs> like this. I can't remember. It was, it was some place I'd never heard of, but it's it sort of like it was Scunthorpe or somewhere like that. Fake memories, yeah. I mean, that was a that was a golden time, wasn't it? I remember those adventures on the Specky. 
<laughs> I was a BBC micro man myself. Never had a spectrum. Oh, uh, there's always one, isn't there? <laughs> I got oh, a, I a Model Air. My mum and dad bought me a Model Air, and I upgraded oh. it to a Model B myself. You was one of the rich children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still used it to play Pac-Man and uh, what was the one? The um, the space trading game. That was brilliant. Elite. Elite, yeah. Oh, yes. That's it. That was the one we looked at you and went, you jammy gits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Until it came out of the spectrum and we went, this is rubbish. <laughs> <clears throat> so thank you very much for that, Will. Uh, Hampstead, iOS. I should put a link in the show description and on the... Um, and on, on the, the uh, show doc as well. So uh, thank you very much. Now, what have we got? Oh, reviews. Well, another week. Another week without any reviews. I mean, what's going on? Will's got like 250,000 reviews on his show, and he hasn't done it for about five years. <laughs> Here it comes. You bastard. There we go. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, if you want to send us a review after hearing today's show, please feel free. Hopefully I can edit some normalcy into the show uh, with Dean v- vanishing because of uh, his connection and Will's potty mouth. But <laughs> oh, I haven't upset him. Which I should be used to. <coughs> no, you haven't upset me because it doesn't no, go no, not live. You. And I no, can not you, it. Dean. Dean, I've upset him. Oh, no. You might have. I don't know. You could have. You could have rubbed him up the wrong way. Who knows? I think it's just his Wi-Fi in his hotel has gone naff. I've heard him before. If anyone swears, he just hangs up every time. Yeah, oh. he's he's like that. You see, that's why it's crystal clear. You know, yeah, I think yeah. he just gets rid of all the when you put his his application on, he just gets all the swearing out of out of the web page and stuff. In fact, when you watch porn with it, it's rubbish. But <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but uh, yeah, sorry, I haven't sworn that much, have I? Or have I? No, just a few times here and there. I can easily edit it. Beep him out. It's fine. It's fine. We've got a made in China. Who's who's made in tight China come back? It's me. Oh, it's Dean. I was just talking about you, Dean. That's probably not a good sign. <laughs> well, I was just saying, well you probably you, you probably jumped off because Will was swearing, that was all. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, um my internet's <laughs> my hotel internet has died. But it's back oh, now. Oh dear. Oh well. Cool. Just as we're about finished, it comes back. Wonderful stuff. <laughs> Um, if you de- so like I say if you want to head on over to iTunes and knock us out a review over there it'd be greatly appreciated uh, if you another way you can help the show is you could use our Patreon so if you want to send us a few coins to try and help us out over here with all the services we use just head on over to our Patreon page uh, a link is on the show doc as well as uh, the show description as well as the website if you want to head over there and, and, and help us out it'd be greatly appreciated uh, and I think that's pretty much it this week so, um, all I'm going to say is, gentlemen, where can we get hold of you? Alan, where can we get hold of you, sir? Alan. <laughs> Hello, Alan. <laughs> I'm sorry I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get me on uh, Twitter. I'm Storm Gorelli on Twitter. And if Will ever does get his next episode of British Mac out, and, and he still does the segment called The Old Mac and Mouse, then I did the uh, theme tune for that many, many years ago. Oh, God, give us the rendition. Can you do- I can't, my voice is gone. <laughs> oh, years. come on, a live rendition. <laughs> come, 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 come and use our movie down at the old Mac and Mouse. <laughs> Etc. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, also, if he's still with us, Dean, are you still there? Just about. <laughs> Where can we go with you, sir? Um, nowhere at the moment because I'm in China and they've blocked every single social network that I like to use. Oh my god! Yeah, I know. I didn't know you were over there. <laughs> Have you been kidnapped? No, no, not yet. Is, is someone standing there with a gun, making sure you don't say anything dodgy? Well, they will be now. <laughs> no, no, they're just holding the uh, the wireless router plug, just in case I say anything dodgy. Just uh, ready to pull it out. And I've done that a few times. Right. This episode on me, but um, yeah, no, you can find me on Twitter at Crafty Dino. I should resume normal service about moaning about everything about the middle of February. Good stuff, sir. Assuming they let you out, of course. Assuming I'm allowed out, yeah. They yeah, let me, exactly. Assuming they let me in, so. <laughs> I didn't know you were then. <laughs> oh, now they know. Now they've seen your browser history. You're going nowhere. <laughs> I wish and I finally, Mr. Will Green. <laughs> and finally, Mr. Will Green, sir, where can we get hold of you? Um, well, my Twitter one is British Mac. Uh, email is will at britishmac.com. And uh, my website is britishmac.com. And and when might you think that we will possibly get a show from your good self? 
Well, to be honest, as, as I was saying, like before, start recording, it's virtually all done. I just need to update the uh, update the news slightly, but as you rightly say, that probably won't make that much difference. Um, and uh, so, so I'm guessing no more than a week or two, if that. I've got I've got a great little starter sorted, and um, <laughs> uh, I've done an interview uh, with a very famous photographer, and uh, I think I might put. The second part of an interview with um, uh, Ray Galton and Alan Simpson, from who who were uh, oh yeah, um, yeah, they wrote the uh, Tony Hancock and uh, other great step time, com- yeah, step time, uh, comic gems, and um, so I, I'll keep it as creative and uh, as fun as I can. Um, unlike unlike Carl's podcast, there's no swearing on mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, by the time I finish, there'll be no swearing on this. So, <laughs> and, and and really, you're letting yourself down there. You you know, all the, anyway, shut up. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that you can you can find me there. And uh, if you get a chance, please subscribe to British Mac. It's uh, possibly the most idiotic podcast in the, the world, but it um, it's all about Apple and um, a few other bits and pieces as well. I think that's it's an eclectic mix. I would say, wouldn't you? Indeed, indeed. Well, thank you very much. Well, we really do hope you push out that show because uh, I know there's a lot of people out there looking forward to seeing its return and, and hearing your golden chimes once again. My golden chimes? <laughs> yeah, voice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My golden balls once more as they clang together. Well, that's fine. You can say that one because they mean something else. So that's fine. <laughs> but no, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to the return of, of British Mac. It's been, it's been greatly missed while, while you've been away. Yeah. No, I'm, and I'm, I, hope, I hope things sort themselves I hope things sort themselves out for you soon so you can get back into the fold, sir. Yes, lovely, lovely. Thanks for inviting me on, Carl. You're more and than it's welcome, pre- sir. It's a pleasure to, uh, to talk with you with the two other guys as well. And you, okay. Will. Yep. Legend. A legend, indeed. Indeed. So my name's Carl Men. You can get hold of me on Twitter at Clause 0101. Uh, you can get hold of the show at Mac and Forth. Uh, if you want to email the show, Mac and Forth at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us over on our website, Mac and Forth, www.macandforth.com, obviously. Uh, we're also on Facebook and G+. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show. And like I say, if you want to give us a review, we'd also love to hear from you there. Next week will be our 100th show. Hey. so if you want to send any messages in or stuff that would be great and i can read them out on the show no one's going to send anything now it'll just be here on my todd going hello still here but anyway so until till next time everybody out there stay safe and be nice to each other bye bye, bye.